if I have a certain message that I want to put out and somebody like Seth Godin can actually, he's got more credibility than me and I know that my audience know who he is. When he says the same thing, he basically reinforces what I'm about to say. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome to The Truth About Marketing. It's Kevin Rogers here. A really great show today uh, with my man, Andre Chaperon. Uh, you've probably heard of Andre. You may be very familiar with his work through Autoresponder Madness or Tiny Little Businesses. Uh, Andre is an innovator in our industry, a really cool sort of entity unto himself. That's what I, <laughs> one of the things I love about you, Andre, is that you came in this business and did things your own way and uh, some of it probably worked better than you might have expected. <laughs> and we're going to talk about one of those case studies today. As, uh, as my listeners know, this is a show about case studies and where we get to learn the sort of the off-the-wall thing that you tried once and were stunned by the results. A uh, little bit of context. Uh, Andre is a story guy. He's a brilliant storyteller, a craftsman of the yarn uh it invented the soap opera series for email and so many people have used it and you know it, it's one of those things that you apply it works incredibly well but it also lights up a lot of bulbs in your brain along the way so it's not just a simple device that can make you more money with your email marketing i think it's a way to think better about how you communicate and inspire engagement from your readers. So, Andre, thank you for all that and bringing all that to this community. You're welcome, man. That's, that's awesome. That was a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. And I know you don't in these things, so I appreciate you coming to it. Uh, you're a great teacher, and I want to learn from you today about one of your, your favorite sort of things you tried that, uh, you know, the, the results surprised you and led to not again not only sort of a big win as far as the promotion but uh, a new way to think about you know who your readers are and what they want from you so tell us about that that case study yeah um one thing i'll say before i start is for some reason which is pro probably why i've ended up being pretty good at, at email and storytelling over time is for whatever reason, I can I can articulate my thoughts better when I write something down. Mm. When I'm talking live, it's all over the show. So I'm going to say that just just to excuse me if I do bounce around a bit. It's because when I'm verbalizing in real time, things all over the show. That's just <laughs> sure. I have the opposite problem. All right, <laughs> I get confused when I sit down. Right, so that's that's perfect. We'll balance each other out. Okay, so yeah, um, back in. 2011, so this is obviously a while back, um, my business partner and myself, Steve Gray, we started this little affiliate marketing training thing called Tiny Little Businesses. And we had we had launched internally initially, um, I forget, maybe six or seven months into 2011. And then in the January of 2012, we decided to 
open it up again and do and do a second little launch. And I just thought I'd I wanted to try something different. And I I didn't have any frame of reference at the time. I just it just it just felt it just felt right um, the way that I had written this this thing. So I decided to tell the story, and for whatever reason, um, the story just started to to flow in my head and. I wrote it up. It was originally an email series that I'd sent out to to this audience, mm-hmm. and then later on, I actually took all those emails and I turned them into into a, into a web page, basically, uh, which is on Frank versus Matt. So if, if everybody, or if anybody wants to go to frankvsmat.com, they can get a frame of reference by reading that story is largely unchanged since the original copy that I wrote. Mm. Yeah, so it just felt right at the time. And I chose Frank because of Frank Kern. It, it was a name that's that that everybody had heard of. So I just took his first name because, in my mind, I, I know that every single person in the internet marketing space would uh, identify with a name called Frank. Sure. Uh, so, so he was your reason, avatar for for Frank. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Frank Frank got the negative <laughs> avatar, and then Matt was a friend of mine who was really successful at the time and still is. And so um, I just called the the guy that was actually doing everything correctly. I called him Matt, and that's 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 as far as my as my thinking went. And then I started writing the story, which was essentially my all the trials and tribulations that I'd gone through from when I started to getting uh, um, until the point where things started to fall into place. And the way that I articulated it is um, I told these two stories, which basically the one story is Matt, which is the guy that goes from shiny object to shiny object. And it's typically where most, if not all, internet marketers start at that place. And then the ones that actually end up doing well, the ones that transition into this into this character or this, this, this bucket um, called Matt. And it's the person that uh, decides to build the business. So yeah, I just started to, I wrote that story and I sent it out as part of that promotion and we sold out pretty quickly. I, f- I think we were, I think we had about 250 slots open at the time. That's, that's what we wanted to fill and we didn't want to fill any more than that because we wanted to be able to give them a certain type of experience yeah. and then, and then we we're going to open up again like six months later. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, so we sold out straight away with that, with that story. Mm. So one of the other things we do or did uh, or do is as soon as somebody becomes a customer in that business, we ask them a question. Literally, as soon as they, they get that very first email, we ask them, tell me, what was the one single thing that turned you into a customer when you read the copy for um, Tiny Little Businesses? Mm-hmm. You know, what was that one thing? And then we ask a, sec- um, a second question just to frame the first question. And the second one was basically, do you... Had you ever heard of Andre and or Steve before? So we asked that uh, that that second little qualifier question. So it'll it'll help us with how they answer that first question. Yeah. And that's when that's when the, that's when the penny uh, actually dropped because up until that point, other than just selling out, I didn't know a hundred percent that my little story uh, works so damn well. Yeah. Um, but what happened was people were 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 writing in the and they said, you know. Um, I read your story about Frank versus Manta and it, and it really resonated with me. I'm definitely a Frank and I want to, I want to become a Matt. And that's how they were, they were actually self-identifying themselves as those characters. And I thought that was amazing. So, yeah. um, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I'm going to pause, uh, 
<laughs> right there because there's so much to, to unpack. Yeah, I just love that. Let's go back to how it sort of happened instinctually. And that's, you know, I think the mark of a storyteller is you get a feeling first, right? Right. And, and then you just kind of go with it and you go, let's see where this leads. People, I'm sure, have and, and will continue to dissect the sort of the genius behind giving the two avatars a name, uh, these two characters, one that everybody who's struggling and would make a great prospect for your course can identify with and where they want to go. It really is powerful to name them and sort of give them life and say yes. And that to balance that identity, there's a rule some marketers and copywriters say, talk about like, don't use too much imagery when you're trying to present the fantasy lifestyle Mm-hmm. Because you could interrupt the, your prospect's fantasy, right? Like not everybody wants right. to sit on the beach with a laptop. Yeah. But what you did was uh, you gave a gender-specific name to an avatar that just about anybody could relate to and want to become. Is that something you considered along the way? Like, okay, wait, what about women? Are they going to be able to identify with someone named Matt? Or, or was it just not even that thought out, more instinctual? Yeah, I mean, my avatars for, for the internet marketing space has always been male, um, simply because the, the, the percentages are, are, are biased towards males. Um, it's like 80% or maybe even higher hmm. of, of males. So uh, I, just, I just gave them male names. I mean, we have, we have many women um, customers and they, and they can also identify with, with the essence of the story. So right. they still get it. Sure. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So again, that's just one of those things that if there was a committee involved, <laughs> there would have been six meetings over whether these can be male characters, right? No, we have to right. name it Pat. You know, because Pat could be either either gender. Oh God, right? And now it starts to lose all its its juju, right? So it's one yeah, of this something I love about being an entrepreneur is we just get to go and see, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think there's there's a danger of overthinking things uh, many times, and sometimes it's just easier just to do something and then just see what happens. Right. Yeah, because um, one of the things at the time um, in 2011 when when I did this, um, I was big into the whole lean startup movement, which had basically just started to to take off and get momentum. And the whole thing behind the the lean startup movement is basically, you know, um, iterate quickly. So do something very quickly, get it out there, and then iterate. It either works or doesn't work, or it works a bit, and or you know whatever, and then you can just edit from then onwards instead of trying to create this 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 perfect thing that's right. never going to be perfect. That's right. So 250 um, seats sold out in what one one shot, pretty much at least. With- yeah, I think I think we were open for three days. So wow, and nice. I only had a tiny little list at the time. I mean, we I mean literally had a had a list of, I don't know exactly, it, it was probably a thousand people. Um, so a quarter wow. of our lists um, signed up. That's fantastic. So this is before Autoresponder Madness? Um, Autoresponder Madness was out already. Autoresponder Madness has been out since 2009 mm-hmm. um, in, in one version or another. Uh, it's on its third iteration now. So it was probably uh, on version two at the time. Wow. I would have thought you had a huge list just from that. Um, yes, but I didn't expose everybody to this. So when we were selling our, um, our tiny little businesses thing, 
we we had a little waiting list from first time that that we had opened up um, this little waiting list, this little interest list. Yeah, and that's the only list that yeah, I promoted to. I see. Wow. <laughs> that's, well, let's talk about that in a minute because that's another very cool thing that you do. I want to talk okay. about you know how we communicate with our list and give them the options to be promoted to or not. But yes. so I'll, I'll note that. But staying within Frank versus Matt for a minute. So 250 and what was the cost for that uh, course? It was $50 a month for seven months. It was a seven-month training course. Okay, so 300, 350 bucks. 350 bucks. Yeah, so that's, that worked really well. And to this day, I've still got people, which is why uh, Frank, Frank and Matt got their own website. It, uh, I thought it will be stupid not to give them their own website. Yeah, right. and they, and then it was really easy for me to in my in my signature links in all my different properties is, is just to include the link uh, Frank versus Matt. So if you go if you look at the footer of, of most of my websites, I've got links to these various sites, and one of them is Frank versus Matt because I know people people find the site and they just read it, and then it just sucks them in, and right. suddenly I, I've now won them over. So that's worked really well. And then it wasn't until the end of last year that I was exposed to some. It's like, I don't know what to call it, maybe NLP slash copywriting slash crazy training by this guy called Kenrick Cleveland and um, Hen- uh, uh, Kenrick, Kenrick mm-hmm. and his partner, Jared. So Jared is in this little private mastermind that, that I'm a member of. And for whatever reason, somebody was, was talking in the, in the forum about something called uh, Chain of Beliefs. And I'd never heard of that before, so I just I just PM'd this guy um, Jared, and we got chatting away because um, he likes my stuff, and he was kind enough to share some training with me, which is basically Ken, Kenrick's training on this thing called chain of beliefs and buckets. And so I read that at the end of last year, and I, and I was like, oh, oh my god, it, this is exactly this stuff. So I just want to go over a few points because this stuff is like great. Once you understand the concept, uh, which I didn't know about the concept when I wrote the Frank versus Matt, so I guess I just got lucky and I got all the parts correct. But so the buckets that uh, Kenrick talks about, the first question you ask yourself is: is what is the pain of the market? What is there? There, you know, what do you know? How can you know and describe the the pain that they feel in that space? Now. At the time, obviously, was was what I was big into um, avatars. So I already had an avatar for for the internet marketers and for the people that we were trying to attract. Mm-hmm. So I already know what that uh, knew what that pain was, and it basically says talk about the pain as a symptom of something deeper, and so mm. and then basically name that bucket. So I happen to name that that painful bucket Frank. Uh, I just gave him um, a, a, a human's name because simply because I wanted to tell a story, and I thought, well, stories have to have characters, right? So yeah. I, gave, I gave him character names. But typically, uh, within Kenrick's uh, context, you would, you would give it a give it a marketing, you know, cool name like like uh, Frank Kern does with all his stuff, and uh, Ryan Dice does all this stuff. They, they give it a funky name that they then own. Right. But I, you know, it, it worked fine with me giving it giving it a human character name. So then you create you you name that bucket that that little painful bucket, 
and that's the symptom bucket and you need to give it a name that people can self self select you know they can self identify themselves as being that mm. so i was i was lucky because people read the the frank thing and they was and they straight away said i'm i'm frank mm-hmm. so they could identify themselves with that and they actually started calling themselves themselves frank so you want to give it a name that people allow themselves to self select it can't be a name that is so bad that people aren't going to want to say that that's me, yeah, even I'm, though they they, yeah. they actually do know it's them. I'm douchebag. It's not going yeah, to work. Yeah, right. So that's that's not going to work. That's going to backfire. And then there's a pivot point that Kenrick talks about, and that pivot point is when you segue into the solution bucket, and the solution bucket is basically your thing, whatever. And my solution bucket happened to be named Matt. Um, I named my solution bucket Matt. Because by the time they got to the end of the story, it's like if you want to, if you're a Frank and you want to become a Matt, then the next logical step is to come into our program and we, and we can show you what we've learned. And the way that Kenrick frames it is basically that that solution bucket is is the savior to everything, and basically that's why they get attracted to you and buy your stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's basically the the simplified version of his buckets thing and um the real life example is is my frank versus matt thing and you can use this in everything that you do yeah you create these little things and that's fantastic yeah i love this i love this yeah i think it's very cool of you to sort of like retroactively credit someone else with what you did too (laughs) i think that's awesome because again it's all about learning right it's like you you did something instinctually that you learned from then you found out you know maybe there's the training based on it that it happened to fit in helped you probably understand it on a deeper level. Yeah. Yes. And so how do you plan to use this in the future? Is this something that you say, "Mm, okay, what's going to be my next Frank and Matt, my next uh, chain of beliefs sort of campaign, or is it just something that, you know, you think, all right, I got to come up with a product now just to test this again. Or do you naturally come up with a product, but you know, to, feel the needs of your your tribe and then maybe apply this technique well back in january of this year i went um i had a half day consult with uh, rich sheffrin and we were chatting about stuff and and i mentioned this whole frank versus matt thing and i and i showed him how how the whole thing worked and and, and why it works so well and rich sheffrin actually had a um, paid kenrick for a consultation um Whenever it was years earlier, and basically Kenrick taught Rich Sheffrin this this whole concept. So when I showed this to him, it, 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 then it all made perfect sense to him. And then he took it a step further that I had never considered before. And he says that you should you you can create all these little islands of content. So which is what I've been doing anyway. So like Frank versus Matt. Now, even though you have a sales letter somewhere that basically is a is a proper sales letter that then sells something and then affiliates can send people, you know, and you can send cold traffic to the sales letter, you don't necessarily want to send it to these sites. And you don't want to mess up your sales funnel by sticking these these crazy stories inside there that may or may not work. Right. So so you can still create these these little these little sites, whether they're um, their own little website or whether they're landing pages on on the main asset. And you can then send some traffic or you can allow them to be found. Basically, it's just places for to send people that then when they consume it, it changes their belief system to a point where uh, by the time they finish consuming it, they 
they're closer to or at the at the point of belief where you need them to be to be able to convert. And then the call to action is typically, you know, go here to see more, which will then typically be your sales letter. So then that'll redirect to your typical sales letter. But now that person's going to read your sales letter in a completely different frame of mind. Right. You know, completely different from if they just hit it straight up. You know, this is the sales right. letter. And so what does that funnel look like? Could, could you, what are the steps before they ever see the, the offer? Well, mine is the Frank versus Matt.com thing. So mm-hmm. I will send people to this. So if I've got a, got a list that people have come, um, they've come into my sphere of influence either, either through an affiliate or uh, whether it's cold traffic. And I know that now they've now got into my email list and they don't necessarily know me really well. Mm-hmm. So those people I'll send to, to this, you know, to something like this, you know, cause it's, it, it's an easy email to send, right? You know, you should go check out this, this story I wrote a while back. Uh, I think you'll like it, blah, blah, blah. And so now there's no pitch at all and you just send them there and they check it out. And it's, 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 even if you're not selling anything at the time, you can obviously do it um, as part of a campaign to, to sell something. But even if you don't, it's just like on those very first few emails where you're trying to bond with that person. Right. So later, later on, you now can sell, sell them stuff and actually do things from a different position because now, now you've been elevated as somebody that they see as their savior and their, their fiduciary and, and whatnot. So to get to that point, it's, it's great to be able to share these pieces of content. I mean, I can send, send an email out and send people to this Frank versus Matt website or the landing page. And no one's going to think twice about that. I'm trying to sell them something. Right. So if I'm getting this right, you send to Frank versus Matt at any given time, and yes. it's one of the things that you want people to understand and, and identify with before you'd ever offer them anything, no matter what you might offer them next. Yes, especially if they're people that don't know me. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, looking at the page here, it's interesting to me that you have a lot of links within yeah. the site. Now, that's a rule that most marketers would not want to break. And say, oh, I got to keep them contained in my world. And you've got them linking out to other books and different stuff. Talk, yeah, talk yeah. About that. Um, none of which is mine, actually. It's when I put this this page up and I took my Frank versus Matt story, mm-hmm. I wanted this to essentially be like a Wikipedia page, you know, mm-hmm. a page that's amazing, that's got no, it's not just me trying to sell something. Yeah. This is me trying to bond with a certain reader. Yeah. Has- and. Yeah, I just link out all over the show. I break all the rules. No agenda um, but to educate and, and relate and bond. Yeah, and by the time those people get to the bottom and then they finally do see my my links that I want to share within the context of whatever they've they've just read, um, they can click and they can find out more. Or it's just a bonding exercise and they're really grateful for me to have shared whatever because it's 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 resonated with them. God, this gets me so excited. You know, <laughs> you, you know why? It's on so many levels. But just the beauty, the simplicity of the page. It's so clean. Everything is so over-designed these days. You were kind enough to contribute to a conversation in Copy Chief recently about this topic. And you didn't even reference this directly. But I think I'm going to go back and point people. <laughs> just because 
we all want to stay on top of design and be modern and everything. But what this site says to me, and I'm talking about Frank versus Matt, if you're listening here and you're, you're near a laptop or you want to note that, it's frankvsmatt.com. It's just nice, simple design. It's timeless. You've got a big font. It's, it's a good-looking font. You've got some nice little hand drawings, a couple photos, and you're linking out to some other stuff that helps further the education and make the points that you're making. And it's been effective now for how many years? Yeah, this I put this website up in 2012, I think. Okay. Uh, so it's been around for a while. And I wrote the story uh, a few months earlier, back in 2011. So. so fantastic. You know, Dan Kennedy talks about the incubation period, right? That, you know, you can't, it's hard to get Dan Kennedy on the phone anyway, but <laughs> you know, the man lives by facts, but he talks about this. I think he even calls it a gest- gestation period, which is kind of gross, but <laughs> essentially, <laughs> you know, if you want to work with Dan Kennedy, you need to have come into his world, read many of his articles and just, you know, been around and sort of been through his, into his world. And if Dan's mindset and approach and energy is something that you feel can help you and you know his price by then, right? And yes. you know that he really values his time and his is probably a lot more straightforward, direct response and equally strong voice. It, but it's great that you use this the exact same way, but in a really kind of laid back way, it's like if, if this helps you, if this resonates with you, you just trust that they're, why would they not stick around and hear more from Andre? Yeah, I mean, I, I even link out, like I've done on, on this page, in emails that I send out, even sales emails. So in the emails, I'll actually link out to external resources like a video from, from Seth Godin, for example, um, or whatever. So mm-hmm. if I have a certain message that I want to put out and somebody like Seth Godin can actually he's got more credibility than me and I know that my audience know who he is. When he says when he says the same thing, he basically reinforces what I'm about to say. So I typically link out to like a video and I'll say, hey, go watch this video, then then continue to read. And right. so that so then they do that. And it's not it's not necessarily long videos, it's just like, you know, shortish ones or whatever. But then they go watch that, then they come back and then they read. And now my emails now become f- uh, so much more powerful because now they've now Seth's given them context that then I can then leverage later on in that email and that email series. Right. And instead of me trying to say the whole thing myself. Mm, and, wow. you know, so Boy, that is I, a radical shift in what most people would. <laughs> it's just such paranoia about sending people off into somebody else's world. And we're so worried about distraction and short attention spans. And I love it when they think that way because it allows me to stay different. Yes. Yeah. You know what I try to always remind myself, Andre, is write to my best avatar, right? The person who likes getting my emails and wants to read what I have to say. Right. Uh, Because it seems so simple, but it's so easy to want to write to the person who's barely paying attention and oh how can I, how can I keep them how can I suck them in how can I you know yeah. forget that you you have to write to the your best prospect and your you know your best reader 
And, you know, who cares when they buy from you? They, they will buy from you, but that's the person you're creating a community with every conversation. And, you know, there's nothing stronger than an endorsed recommendation. And so if they go tell a friend, you got to check out Andre Chaperone, you got to see this Frank versus Matt story. That's much more powerful than you trying to test a hundred different ways to win attention to the highly distracted. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Right. Wow. So cool, man. Um, by the way, do you have any tracking on if people actually do click over to say a Seth Godin email or video and come back to you? Is there, is there a way to track that? I've got clicky running on that site and it's been running there forever. It, you can see clicks out and you can see, um, where they come from. Um, I've never actually checked to see if I can track somebody that's left and come back. But what I do is, is I make all the links open in a new window. So even, even though they click a link, yeah. um, they never leave the page. It just opens up another page, you know, a window so they can read. Right. Um, yeah. so that's what I do. That's fantastic. Boy, I love this. Okay, great. Well, I want to respect your time. Always try to keep these short enough so people are begging for more. <laughs> I know everybody listening to this is going to go to Frank versus Matt, but I, I want to quickly circle back to something I t- flagged earlier. And this is something else you do that, again, just it's very, it's natural and it's transparent and it shows respect for the human being who's reading your emails. And that is when you have something to promote, you give people the option to either continue hearing about it or not continue hearing about it. Talk about that a little, if you would. Yes. So what I typically do, well, always do is I have all these different email segments um, or audience segments or interest segments, whatever you, you want to call it. And then if I've got a promotion, I will then automatically know based on what people's likes and their, their, um, the behavior has been because when when they do certain things and they click certain links, I can track that if I choose to and then tag them. And then I've got all, the, all these different segments. And then when I send out this, you know, whatever the promo is, I can then target just those people. Um, if I want to target the whole house list, then I, what I'll do is I'll write an email and I'll, and I'll be very upfront about what's what's happening. I'll, I'll write the story. It's basically... Um, it it creates context for whatever this thing is. And then it's very um, overt in saying that I'm doing this promotion for X, Y, and Z. If you're interested in this thing, mm-hmm. if you're interested in hearing more or, you know, whatever, click this link and then I'll add you to this interest list and then I'll tell you more about it. But otherwise, this will be the one and only email you get about that. Mm. And that's it. I, I, let, I let them self-select and they then, <laughs> they then self-select and I typically only ever do that once. Wow. And then I'll only promote to that, to that little list. And sometimes that list is a few hundred. It's never that big. Last year, the one big promotion I did only had 2,050 people, two other 2,054 people that had self-selected that they interested in whatever this thing was. Mm. And yeah, that thing killed it. And I I was, the, yeah, I was going to say that I get the conversion rate on that is... As yeah, it's really high. And I was a number one affiliate and I was up against other big players like uh, Todd Brown. And, and you know, you can, you don't have to hit the entire list over the head over and over and over just because you're trying to sell something. Are, are you tempted at least – this is the salesman in me. I can't help it. <laughs> are, are, you, are you 
tempted at least to like send to unopens on that one email. Yes. Yeah, you I, do that. I, I do that. Um, sometimes when, when I'm not lazy, I'll then send to unopens. I'm sometimes wary because, you know, the whole, the way that the unopens work isn't 100%. Yeah. So in that email that I send out, I, I, I'll typically make a, make a joke of it and I'll say that, you know, um, unopens aren't exactly accurate and uh, um, if you've already re- uh, received this, this email, hit the delete button or whatever. Otherwise, if you haven't seen it, that's, yeah, go here, whatever. And yeah, I like that. That's a good tip right there. I've got a I've got a website that I have called uh, it's 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 basically a little archive it's it, it's an archive.email website but I I spell archive in a funny way and I put all my emails that I want to resend people to so instead of recopying um, those emails as part of the email which then makes makes the emails very very long mm-hmm. I'll take that email and I'll put it on that archive site um, I'm happy to share one of them oh, with you um, yeah. later on and you can have it in your show notes or whatever, okay. but just to give you some context, but basically I'll take that email, I'll turn it into a web page that looks pretty much exactly like the Frank versus Matt one, but it's just shorter because mm-hmm. it's just, it's just this uh, reprint of an email. And then in the current emails, it'll be, oh, by the way, if you, if you missed the previous email here and it's a, basically just a hyperlink to the previous email. Mm. Now our track um, or you know where they're clicking and how they're converting, and those those archive emails convert way higher than anything else. Obviously, because they've been pre-qualified to the point where if they're landing on that email, they they're really interested in their reading. But I get eighty percent conversion rates off those little archive um, emails. Wow, brilliant! Yeah, it's just so simple, man. <laughs> it's so simple it's my favorite thing when somebody takes what everybody else complicates the hell out of and goes ah, how about i just have a conversation with people <laughs> and i don't panic over whether they're everybody's hearing me or not i'm sure there's people who just missed that chance to even learn about this thing and you know come back later and go oh darn i wish you know but they get it it's well that's the deal with andre and you're reminding them to pay close attention to your emails because they certainly will miss something if they don't open and read every one. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Ah, oh, man, Andre, could go on forever because I, I just I love, I love the way you do everything. You're a really cool cat in this industry, bro, and I uh, just appreciate you. Tell us uh, what's coming up for you. Uh, I know I'm going to link out to Frank versus Matt and, uh, of course, Autoresponder Madness. Anything else on the horizon that you want to alert people to? No, I'm just doing my own thing. (laughs) (laughs) Andre's Um, world. You can only visit. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've, I've got a storytelling thing that that I did with with a partner, uh, Michael Haig. Yeah, cool guy. He's been been in the the story business for like 35 plus years. And so that's at storyfluence.com or storyfluence.com slash workshop. Um, If if people want to know how to write crazy stories, uh, within the context of business. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's something else if they're yeah. interested in that. Yeah, I was on that webinar and, you know, mind-blowing stuff. It it's, takes you back to the basics, but the way Michael teaches it, you know, he's got 30 years or something in Hollywood punching uh, scripts, fixing scripts. He's a master craftsman storyteller. And that is, uh, I highly recommend checking that out, checking out that workshop. 
Um, yep. I've just posted a link of, of, of what an archive email page looks like. That's that's just a random one. I pulled off my little archive thing. If you want to share that, it's up to you. I certainly will. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right, Andre. A million thanks for doing this. You're welcome, Ray. And uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. Cool, man. Thank Take you. care. See that felt good. I think that was a really good show. Yeah, I dug it. Hey, if you want the show notes and the links we mentioned... Uh, head over to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M. That's copychief.com forward slash T-A-M. And it's all waiting for you right there. If you're interested in getting coaching from me on business, on copywriting, plus access to all the amazing trainings like the Fast Wins Copy Course and the 60 Second Sales Hook, plus the community, that's the real golden ticket, the community of like-minded, helpful, cool business owners and professional copywriters. You should come on the inside of Copy Chief. You can get the best deal. Shh, it's our secret. Copychief.com forward slash special. I'll watch for you inside.